Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith here. Joined through the miracle of computer phone with by my friends. What do I say? I forgot what I say. Uh, joined by <laughs> Chuck and John. Now, hey. Yeah, there now, Chuck. All right, let's uh, let's build the scene. Me am Superman. Chuck, where are you? Or can you say Col- you're once I'm again in on Columbus, the road? Ohio. Oh, you yeah. can talk this time. All right. Yeah, I told everybody where I was at um, last week during NBA The Inside. He finally cracked. Okay. To yeah. the to the, I to this the weird half thing. dozen people. <laughs> I, I have to tell the truth eventually, but only to small groups of people. That's <laughs> why I'm in a 12-step program. But why are you allowed to say why you're traveling? What's your job and what are you doing? I mean, I was just like not. I'm. My job is unimportant. Okay. I'm doing water treatment. Hell it's kind yeah. of boring. Oh. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm basically Tony Soprano doing, ass over here. Yeah, I'm doing uh, basically learning uh, field uh, field treatment for water systems. I'm like some sort of broke ass chemical engineer. Propane oh. and propane accessories. Yeah, it's very boring. But I have to sit through uh, ten hours of classroom uh, learning about corrosion. Is that wow. scaling actual classroom? Or are they letting you do it virtually? Why, why are you no, traveling well, I so have much? To, I had to come here to like go to the factory and oh. warehouse and a, there's a lab. I have to learn wild, you know, what cations are. So doing. they, they looked at your resume and decided they would invest all this time training you. I, I would, if I showed you my resume, Keith, you'd probably wonder why I'd be doing a podcast with you. Oh, really? It's that impressive? It's a very nice <laughs> yeah. CV? Yeah, very good. It's a Great well cover po- letter. I, I assume, yeah, so I guess ne- there's things left out. Yeah, you, there's oh, whole yeah. parts of my right. life you're an, clueless about. There's an art to the uh, resume. Right. There you, is. You don't, you don't say I've, I've hi- been hired and trained in six different jobs in the last... Uh, well, look, it's the new economy. Who's not doing stuff like that? You no, know? do what you got to do. Oh, and I don't put every job. You put the 10 jobs right. that matter the most. I've not never the had seven, 10 I've had jobs. Yeah. Like young Orson Welles. When, in fact, I'm like a, like a, oh, I don't even want to say, I'm like a young Oliver Miller. It's very bad. Just nothing, <laughs> nothing real, all soft footing. Uh, yeah. But there is a real art to it. You got to, you got to. You gotta dig deep sometimes. 
I mean, there's gaps in my employment history, but I have reasons for that and, you know, things I can explain. And last but not least, Keith, Chuck, he's a veteran. Oh, yeah. That helps a lot. And I'm, you know, I'm a man of letters. I have uh, an associate's degree. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, John, how are you doing in your world of COVID with baby? It's like... uh, Snowpiercer in my house. <laughs> Do you have different rooms that represent the different castes of society? Yes, and, I, and, and I'm at the caboose, bubs. Oh yeah, you are. I got. They've already they've uh, frozen a few of my arms, and and it's it's sad that we never got to. Well, maybe it's good that we didn't get to experience. Do you remember the onslaught of Snowpiercer advertisements? They were horrifying. Yes, <laughs> they were. It's like we're watching NBA basketball, and I was used to the years of the the last castle and Franklin and Bash, and, and then it was Animal Kingdom, and Animal Kingdom started getting a little racy. Uh, yeah. but, but but I'm watching the TNT NBA having a good time, and then they show someone's arm get cut off, and for the Snowpiercer advertisement, I'm like, why is it so violent? I'm just watching basketball. People have kids with them. I don't know. I mean, yeah, there's like frozen. Frozen gore. Yeah. Do you break into the final last train car where your baby, I assume, is surrounded by wonderful, nice things? And Ed then, Harris. My baby looks like Ed Harris. Yeah, and your partner's just screaming, get out, it's not for you. <laughs> that lotion's no, not for you. I don't think I do. I think I just slowly end up appendageless by the end of this thing. Yeah, it's horrifying. As befuddled as Chris Evans trying to take instruction from a Korean director. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that movie in Las Vegas at NBA Summer League. Oh, so that movie that movie came out like six years ago this month or something, or at least it made it to to a wide, I don't know, release of theaters. I went and saw that uh, by myself. I think the first night I got into Vegas. Is that the movie where the train, like the back of the train's all the poor people and like the rich people are up front and it's like really cold? That's what we've been talking about. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm just wondering. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. haven't seen it. That's the for one. For those who may have. Lucky okay. dog. Yeah. That's the one. Uh, I did see the. I, I did see a movie called The Platform, which is kind of similar. Yeah. Where, where, like, food is dropped. It's like a prison movie where it's a vertical prison where there's different floors. And, like, food is dropped from the top floor, like this big plate of food. Oh, and man. each level it drops. Everybody eat. has a certain amount of time to eat. And then on the bottom oh, floor, nobody eats, but it's people like a are metaphor. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Metaphor, that that metaphor movie movies. Like? There should be a whole Netflix really? channel, or it's like, oh, you like metaphor movies? Here you go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of speaking of a uh, great food, uh, have you heard this news? I think Chuck, you might be the most upset by this. Taco Bell mm. is eliminating twelve of its menu items. Didn't we do this already? No, I mean they 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 got rid of nine a year ago. Now they got rid of twelve more. You know what this is? This is the this unsustainable is all, this business is all model. Pre- preparation for them. You know, they're streamlining, for, streamlining to become the greatest and last restaurant yeah. chain. Demolition Man style. It could Demolition be. Man. We did not take our victory lap. I mean, hilariously, part of the lore of Fast Break Breakfast is in like season one or two, we declared the Taco Bell breakfast unsustainable business model. We it was on the first show. And, and it turns out it was huge. Alas, it could not withstand a pandemic. Right. No more late night breakfasts when there's no bars being open and everyone stays Indeed. at home. But uh, I feel bad. I mean, I guess so I assume 
I assume like Crystal Burger and White Castle have just gone under now, right? I Crystal, assume they don't exist, but I don't know. I was in downtown Columbus. I saw a White Castle in like a very fancy building where the drive through was in a parking garage. It wow. was insane. Yeah. That sound. Yeah. That's like that's like seeing a a, a freestanding even. Yeah, it's on like a freestanding subway. Oh goodness, Whoa. those don't exist. <laughs> those don't exist. Uh, speaking of food, gentlemen, have we had breakfast? John, what was your breakfast? I blended some mangoes today, boys. Okay. And guess what? I think I might be allergic to mangoes. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because your b-hole is, is twitching cute? like a rabbit's nostril? <laughs> Even now, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's terrible, buddy. I'm sorry. Chuck, that's ah, all right. Flu game, flu game. Chuck, what'd you have? Um, I skipped breakfast because I got up really early. Um, but for lunch, I had Pizza Cottage, apparently a Columbus staple, hey. which is uh, it was thin crust pizza. I had a blt slice okay which you go all right why would you put lettuce on a pizza it sounds like it would wilt it guess what it does um you got really really gross slimy lettuce but what they do is they take the pizza and on top it's thin crust pizza with bacon lettuce tomatoes ranch and then they just take an uncooked like uh pizza dough and put it on top and then, like, just toast it for a second because it's not as cooked as the bottom. And it was terrible. Why I, did you order this? It sounds like, I, I mean, you read it. about it. You, you you said the name aloud and you I still said that's it. what I want. Oh, I, I, I was I was being fed at this job where I'm being oh, tortured. OK. Um, and <laughs> they they give me they give me pizza. This is and like the NBA go, bubble life. You can't choose. You just get your food. I can't. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm hanging out with Carol and, uh, you know, Margaret and all the girls from accounting. And they're just raving about this pizza. I try it. I almost vomited in front of their face. Um, and I was just mad at all of them. I wanted to file a complaint with HR. Um, yeah. And, yeah, it was, it was disgusting. Well, so that disgustingness you just described, it's almost as disgusting as the thought I had. I, there was a moment of horror there that I had when you said pizza cottage, that the next word out of your mouth was going to be cheese. cheese. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I, I was like, I was sitting like, oh no, like he's, yep. you had what for lunch? So yeah. when you turn it back down to a BLT pizza, wow, nasty. Wasn't as gross as the first thing I, I thought of I, when you yeah. started. Are we um, are we unanimously anti cottage cheese on this podcast? I don't understand it. Yeah, it grosses me I out. I know it can be good with some fruit. I'm not. A, I'm not oh. opposed to it. It's full of protein. Do you also like curds and whey? I want to like, say cottage cheese is something that was on the Shoney's breakfast bar, and I yeah. thought it looked like yogurt. It might be yogurt like, and then I tasted it and was horrified. Definitely so never has gone to back. have. It has to have fruit. But it's got a ton of protein. If you're trying to bulk up, which at one point I was. I'm an American. I don't lack for protein. Um, the pizza cottage, though, <laughs> I'm just imagining pizza cottage is just like like a much more cozy pizza hut. I mean, like it's a great we, name. It I is a good go name. There. Yeah, I want to go to pizza but cottage. But it does invoke cottage cheese. But I didn't think of that until after Keith mentioned it. <laughs> um, my so, breakfast. Now it's all I can think of. My breakfast was a s'mores pop tart. Mm. It was awesome. 
My wife win. My wife. Yeah, yeah. Well, I did. I do win. I I lost last week. I didn't know. We we started keeping score last week. Apparently, after yeah, six that's years what of doing I'm this. I'm gonna do now. We gotta change um, the show up a little bit. The, uh, uh, it was so my wife has had to go back into to like actually treat some people and leave the house. And so she has to get up early and once that's why she has pop tarts. It's like her motivation. If I go to this work, I will, I will have a pop tart. However, she brought one home. She heated up two, only ate one decided once the one that had been heated up was left over was, it was dead to her. It was inedible. I'm like, well, yeah. it's just left. It's a pop tart. There's no way. She may heat- be onto something. There's no there. way heating up a pop tart affects its contents in any way. Can you double heat a mallow though? The s'mores. Yeah. That's, that's that's like its own thing. Oh, you think the chemical properties of the mallow, once you cross a certain temperature threshold, it can't go back. Maybe. Yeah, or then can't can be crossed twice. Yeah, I, don't I know. Think, I think. Um, yeah, the mar the marshmallow and the and what's in it because I think marshmallow is full of just like this. It's a science experiment we can do, and here's how I envision the science experiment going. Um, you open a fresh Pop-Tart, s'mores mm-hmm. Pop-Tart, uh, and place it on a plate. I'll have a Pop-Tart that I've been reheating every morning for a week. Twice baked. And then, Twice we'll, baked. And then, we'll, and then we'll do a blind taste test, and you tell me, you can tell me which one is the fresh one yeah. and which one is the has been heated seven times previous. I do don't wonder. Let me, don't let me be in charge of the uh, the the items. That's right. You will <laughs> spike <laughs> them with ghost pepper. Uh, yeah. Those were our breakfast. After our breakfast, we move to our breakfast and bed apologies. This is our chance to make right what we might have gotten wrong on a previous episode. It is often the first time we talk about basketball. Does anyone have anything they need to? apologize for john what do you what do you need to make right this is an apology for what i'm about to do for the next how long how if the first round maybe month or so but i'm just going to go ahead and apologize to any and all pelicans fans because i'm about to bring the ruckus because as a grizzlies fan we've been left with no choice we've been cornered like mad dogs keith yeah. we've been ran down uh they're, they're coming for our rookie of the year unanimity they're coming for our playoff spot. Uh, they've got every caveat and excuse now with Zion going home. Uh, all signs are probably pointing to a play-in game. But I got bad news for Pelicans fans. It's not happening. You're not beating the Grizzlies this many times in a row. You might have done it during the season, but guess what, Pelicans? If there's two things you suck at, transition D and defense. And guess what the Grizzlies are good at? It's scoring in the paint and playing in the transition. Scorched her. I like. I like. The Grizzlies how, are taking the Pelicans down. That I'm guaranteeing it on the show. Oh, I like how you're trying to build up this enmity, which we've needed. We've been trying to push the well, riverboat. The riverboat captain's uh, belt was it? Belt, this, the yeah, riverboat captain's pride. belt for pride and glory and dominion of the Mississippi, not the, the river of the state. Captain, riverboat. Yeah. yeah. Riverboat captain's corncob pipe. That's that's the one. No, I, I'll, I'll too... push back. The Pelicans' defense is actually not bad. I want to say they're a top ten defense in like the last two months, so maybe they, they, they were coming around. They, I was looking up if you want to, uh, you know, put down Pelicans. They are one of the worst clutch teams. If they're if they're behind at any time in the last five minutes of games, in, in just clutch like if clutch situation defined on NBA.com as a game within five points, and if they ever trail in one of these close games, I think they're four and twenty one. 
They're one of the worst teams in the NBA. Well, so the game sounds close, like that sounds uh, very Freakonomics and like it would regress towards being pretty it's possible. Not not that bad, but they're not they're they're not good in the paint, which is where the Grizzlies are good. So I I think the weaknesses line up. Like for them to beat us, they'll have to do what they did in the regular season and break their own three point shooting records. So they'll have to do incredible things, and they may have to do it without Zion Williamson. So I just don't think it's going to happen. And they yeah. may not, you know, without Zion, they may not be the team we're playing in the play in game. So I'm just going to go ahead and let the Pelicans fans know to roll it back. But we've, we've been given the advantage. It's not as much of an advantage as I want, but it is a historically large advantage. No team has ever come back to steal a playoff spot from four games. So you'll have to beat us twice. You have to beat us twice, and I don't 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 think that the Grizzlies are a team that is set up to lose twice to a team like the Pelicans. And that's all I'm going to say, um, except that I'm going to say it every single episode until <laughs> the Grizzlies have been eliminated. <laughs> hey, didn't um didn't they announce that like the end like all the awards were based off of the season ending on March eleventh? Yeah. yeah. So there's no way Jock ja, or Ja loses it then. Well, right? we, we we want nah. unanimous vote. Yeah, I mean, it's still, I think it's probably going to be unanimous. Actually, we think, right? I mean, it should be, but some weirdos are going to do some things. Somebody is going to do it. Yeah, I guess. Some Tyler Tyler Hero or Kendrick Nunn's going to steal a vote from some weird, <laughs> some, some, some weird AP that. writer. Some will put Zion. Yeah, they will. But, you know, whatever. They'll be he's clowns. He, and we he, get to he, make fun of them. He's. I love Zion Williamson, but yeah. I am I am bound to needle Pelicans fans. It's just, it's just something I have to do now. Like I love Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday might be one of my top like I don't know top five, top eight favorite players in the NBA. Yeah, but I mean, too bad the rest of their team is trash. Uh, Chuck, cottage what do you, cheese Zion Williamson yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pizza cottage cheese. Chuck, what do you have to apologize for? So you guys wanted me to apologize for just a clerical error last week. What kind um, of error? It was a clerical, <laughs> <laughs> a clerical error. Uh, That's a cheese not, in your throat. I just I had some yeah pizza cottage down my uh, throat. I will apologize. This is a legit apology. Last week um, we've been recording late at night. Yeah, and I'm I'm grumpy at night. I'm yeah. just gonna be honest with you. Um, <laughs> last week on NBA The Inside. Um, I, I went in on the city of Indianapolis. You did. I disparaged the people. Uh, Naptown, Naptown was ravaged, raised. I, I, you know, and it isn't as bad as Columbus, Ohio, because, <laughs> uh, <laughs> what, what a poop hole I'm on, I'm, I'm in right now. Um, the, the, the best thing to happen was me seeing a, a white castle in a parking garage. Um, it's, it, I've been driving around because the hotel I'm in, uh, it just makes me sad. So I, I mean, in, in defense of the cities you were visiting, Chuck, I don't think any place in America, if you're going to the days in and then their water treatment plant are that impressive. Right. Yeah, this is true. You're, you're kind of dealing to, with the, the the nether regions of cities. Right. Um, I want to I, I want to state for the record though that I got the greatest donut of all time in Indianapolis at uh, an establishment called Rise and Roll. John can test because I brought some for him. Sorry, I left you out, but uh, John got some. 
um, I brought some uh, cinnamon Bavarian cream um, donuts. And John, if you can give us a little review of your own, I'd love to hear uh, what you think. I'm, I'm, I had to have an, a toe amputated about 16 <laughs> hours after eating it. Uh, maybe it's, the most, and it's not like they didn't use powdered sugar. They used some kind of like, I don't know. Like it was, it was different layers of sugar on top of each other. It kind of tasted different layers elite. of sugar. I've, yeah, there was a there was a my layer hair just stood up like Spider Man. Yeah, on my arms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was. T- <laughs> I, I, it, honestly, it, it was wasted on me, Chuck. You should have brought it straight to Keith's mouth. Yeah, closer. I didn't feel like driving. Um, the top is got this very fine layer of of uh, of dusting. It's some sugar. And and I it's big enough that every time I took a bite, I'd have to like kind of inhale as I opened my mouth. And I accidentally got some of that sugar into my nose, and I stuffed my nose up like I had been doing whatever booger sugar. Yeah, uh, and I it I had back, to, didn't it? It brought me. I had to call my sponsor. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I ended up taking Afrin and Benadryl. And because my my face kind of like I guess I'm allergic to my nasal cavities allergic to cinnamon apparently, and uh, yeah I couldn't breathe. But it was the it's the greatest donut product on the planet as far as I'm concerned. That's a that's a very overwhelming positive review. Uh, <laughs> I need to get someone from Minneapolis to so hook, yeah sorry hook, hook Indianapolis you guys are great. You uh, guys are great. My apology. Later in the show, during our International Stackhouse of Pancakes, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna recognize some of the worst performances um, for the entire season, the worst season performances. Um, oh, yeah. And one guy I thought I was going to focus on, um, I want to apologize for, because I realized I've been, I've, been, I've been a doubter all year, and I thought what he'd accomplished was maybe accomplished in, in I don't know, uh, in a losing situation, just getting a lot of shots up, and that's Devontae Graham. I thought Devontae Graham, I knew he had a low field goal percentage. He took a ton of shots this year. I think he missed 600 shots. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He shot 38% from the field. And he's a guy who I was like, yeah, you know, he had a bunch of threes. It's great. And I recognized because he took so many threes where his true shooting percentage was pretty good. But then I'm looking at his stats, comparing his stats. He's a second-year player. He's 24 years old. If you compare his age 24 season, which was this past season, with another Charlotte Hornet player from years past, Kimball Walker. Kimba? I mean, yeah. Kimball Walker notoriously was terrible his first couple seasons. He right. could not shoot at all. But by his fourth season, which is still just his age 24 season, uh, Kimba and Devontae Graham have basically identical stats. And I was impressed by that. And I realized, that, all right, maybe maybe I've closed the book or I, I, I misjudged Devontae Graham because I'm talking exact same... Like they both shot 38% from the field. Devontae Graham shot way better on three pointers. I mean, Devontae Graham, 37% on over nine a game. Uh, Devontae Graham had more assists, seven and a half assists uh, to Kimba's five. They both averaged about 18 points per game. And even if you break it down to per hundred possessions, it's all basically the same. So, Devontae Graham, I apologize. But also, I was looking at that. I mean, he putting up nine threes per game. That's a rare achievement. It's happened more recently. But that also reminded me of a, of a song. Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. All right, so Game of Scones, that 
attempting nine three-pointers per game, it's only happened 15 times ever. And eight of them were this season. Oh. So besides Devontae Graham, only eight people have ever done it. Some of them wow. are very obvious. And actually, the only caveat here is uh, you attempted over nine threes per game and you played more than one game in a year. That got rid of okay. R- that got rid of RJ Hunter, who for the Boston <laughs> Celtics played one game and attempted uh, ten three pointers. She was going to shoot. I'm so, surprised Romeo didn't shoot ten in his few games. So also, this isn't going to be too hard. I don't think. Uh, maybe getting the last couple will be, but this is the players who have averaged over nine three pointers attempted per game in a season. First one to three strikes loses. John, why don't you go first? Let's get the easy one out of the way with James Harden. James Harden in 2017, 18, 19, and 20. That is correct, Chuck. Let me get a little Steph Curry. Steph Curry in 16, 17, 18, 19, and 20. Dame Lillard? Dame Lillard did it this season. Um, so we've already knocked out all the guys who did it multiple years. Oh, no, okay. Just, okay. just Steph and and uh, James Harden. Um, Damian Lillard this season, yes. Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant has never done it. Mm-hmm. Here's a hint: all these players have done it in this season or last season. Oh wow! It's a strike for Chuck. John, you're up. Uh, we're not allowed to say Devonte Graham. So not I'll allowed say, to say Devonte Graham. I'll say old T Nutty Trey Young. Trey Young is correct. John with a oh, three to one um, lead. Sleepy Chuck, back to you. Let me do nine. It's a lot. Lots of three pointers. Chuck um, man, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry, no. Two down for I bet Chuck. he's close, though. I bet he's close. I don't even Maybe know. Five or six. I'm gonna rub yeah. Chuck's face in it, and this might be wrong, so this might backfire badly. But I'm gonna say amber is the color of his energy. Duncan Robinson? No, I want to say ah. Duncan Robinson was at like seven. He really? took a Damn. lot of threes per game. Um, I don't actually know. I guess I could look these up as we go. Chuck, let's see. We have. Let's see. Um. One of these guys was moved to the bench halfway through the season. Ooh. What about Clay about Thompson? Clay Thompson, no. Chuck That's has weird. struck out. We have Don Rickles, Luka Doncic's. Luka Doncic this season is correct. Ooh. My hint was for Buddy Heald this oh, season. Oh, yeah, Buddy uh-huh. Heald shot a million threes. Uh, D'Angelo Russell this season. What? <laughs> And Paul George last season. Wow. So those are all the people who've ever shot over nine. I was about to start. I was about to start missing deeply. Yeah. I just started getting to my white guy stuff. Like I was going to go through Davis Bertans. I was going to (laughs) probably somehow end up saying Andrew Bogut. It was going to get bad. So Duncan Robinson, 8.4 threes per game. Oh, come on. Round that that up. Very close. And I can check on Kyle Lowry real fast to wrap this up. But... All that to say, maybe Devontae Graham, I shouldn't have thought he was like a one-season wonder. Maybe a little bit more to his game, and uh, I'll keep an eye out for him. Let's see. Oh, young. yeah, Kyle Lowry, 8.3, right there. Ah, right there. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, those were our apologies. 
After our apologies, before our steak and eggs, we have a few listener-submitted questions. The croissant? Question all. Any questions? Um, yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. Patrick Kirtner asks, what do you make of the revelation that James Harden doesn't have internet? Is that a reference to him wearing the Blue Lives Matter face mask thing? It's a reference slash excuse. Yeah. Okay. He didn't know so what he's it excusing because he hadn't been on the internet. Well, I mean, that's quite possible. When here's the here's the problem is we can, and this was something I noticed while. Um, for some reason, racists think they're it's cool to be racist around me, and I don't know any racists it's in your Nashville. It's your beard. It's, it's, it's your, your beard. appearance. We've, we've gotten into <laughs> it. I look extremely racist, but um, it, it always shocks me when somebody's racist because I don't I don't associate with them. I don't I don't see them in my social media feed. <clears throat> hmm. Who are you talking? I'm sitting right here. <laughs> We don't, um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of that, that I'm like not privy to. I can see James Harden going in, in the, living a world in a world where he never, ever, uh, knows anybody who's well, like, if blue I lives in the playoffs every year, like James Harden, I wouldn't Google myself either, but <laughs> it could just be, I mean, there's the thought that he hadn't been on the internet, but also the quote was that he doesn't have internet. I love it. Is that what he says? His buddy said it. So, okay. Is the reason James Harden is addicted to strip clubs because no one's ever shown him how to use the internet? <laughs> Wait, buddy, let me let me teach you about X I mean, hamster. maybe he just never I still I still remember in I want to say it was 2009. So, we're talking a solid 8 years after everyone used Google. Right, like as like we're comfortably into the internet age. Everyone uses the internet, and at my job where I was a uh, a music theater and classical music accompanist, right. I was in a studio with a professor who was like, "Hey, Keith, check this out. If you're looking for a piece of music, you can go to this site here, Bing.com." He literally did Bing. <laughs> he said, "You go to Bing.com, type in whatever you want." And it'll show you. I'm like, yeah, that's a search engine. We've had those James for like Harden, 15, 20 years. James Harden asks Jeeves. James yeah. Harden's asked Jeeves first to ask. I remember asking Jeeves questions in, in 2001. I remember. Alta Vista. This is for you kids out there who are, who are younger. In 2001, I went to Auburn University just to hang out, see some friends. Eagle. And what you did at Auburn for fun was they had a phone number where you called the information desk, which was like the only person who had a computer, and they just answered your questions. Might have been 99. But they literally had an information thing where you, like, you, you called a phone number, and you could ask them the trivia, and they would, they would Google it or whatever. They would ask Jeeves and let you know the answer. Anyway. I think it's... I think it's <laughs> I, I'm envious of... If this is true, I'm envious of James Harden because I'm like so horribly addicted to Twitter that I sometimes check Twitter while I'm already checking Twitter. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is like a which is like a fearful inception thing, but it can happen. <laughs> you can be on Twitter scrolling, and you'd be like, you know what? I should I should check Twitter. 
<laughs> but the, you know, the dreidel never stops spinning for James Harden, and I'm I'm jealous of the man, frankly. <laughs> yeah. Now let's move on to yeah. our next question. Michael asks. I'm assuming when you decided to start Fast Break Breakfast, you thought it would be a certain way. What's been the most pleasant surprise about doing the podcast? What's the worst surprise about doing the podcast? Deafening silence. Yeah. Well, I don't know know how to approach this one. The most pleasant (laughs) surprise for me personally is that people listened. Yeah. Because the friends we made along the way. Yeah, and and not only have people listened, but people have shown us love. We've won awards. We're critically acclaimed. We have a a, a, a very fervent online community of fans, which you could join yourself at <laughs> slack.com slash slacky slack slack slack. Patreon.com slash fast break breakfast, boys and girls. Yeah, $3 so- and up get you in our Patreon Slack chat, which uh, that's actually been – uh, the most pleasant surprise it to is. me has been uh, has been the online community has been really fun. Well, yeah, like we don't just have a show. We have like there's this ecosystem of of really funny, smart people who come and chat with us on a regular basis. And um, there's this whole like community that I'm I'm very proud of that. And I'm uh, you know I'm grateful for everybody who shows us love there. So so yeah, that's the positive. Similar similar to that, Chuck. I think that the the positive surprise was from someone who had been in very unsuccessful bands, mm-hmm. like the positive surprise of doing a basketball podcast was how easy it seemed to be relatively to get people to listen. Yeah. Like, like if it was like, Hey, I wrote this song. Would you like to hear it? It's like, no, <laughs> it's like, you're one of my really good friends or like, you're my, you're my cousin. Would you like to hear this song I wrote? No. And then yeah. when it was like, Hey, here's a podcast. It's free. It's about basketball. Oh, I like basketball. Like, like uh, it seemed, it was so different and it cost no money. Like producing these things doesn't really cost any money. There's no overhead. Uh, so yeah. that was a pleasant uh, surprise. John, did you have any yeah, pleasant surprises? That was a, that was a deeply and uniquely Keith answer. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, John, uh, you slave at the music industry. It's hard. Yeah. And but, it's like, compare that to podcasting. It's like, Oh, this is, this is free. And I like, I like basketball. I'll do that. I don't have to leave my house. Yeah. <laughs> Worst surprise has been um, that you could get really burnt out watching your favorite sport sometimes. That's probably the worst surprise when you would find yourself being like, because I never thought, I've always loved the NBA so much that the notion that I wouldn't want to watch never occurred to me, but you can actually (laughs) be like, oh man, it's that last month before the, the playoffs. None of this matters. Oh God, why do I have to watch this? <laughs> I think and I was surprised. It can just I think my first surprise is when we just first started recording that it was horribly boring, like to listen to. I'm like, oh, we have to like actually, like put pep in our voice and try harder or something. Yeah, we it's have like, to oh, create just, a... just hearing us talk and try to like use our cool voice. It's like, oh, this is really, it's like NPR. It's really slow and hard to listen to. Yeah, I think uh, I think the hardest part is uh, staying up in the Eastern time zone with two guys in the Central time zone after listening to a man drone on about and uh, uh, exchanges and, I'm sorry, and what? things. <laughs> did my, your, look, did exactly. your Skype cut out this again? Is, uh, my whole face stopped working. Um, yeah, listening to people, you know, dissolve solids and conductivity and uh, calcium hardness and then coming here and waiting for John uh, why apparently he overprepared for the show for no reason. That brings us um, to Trent's question. <laughs> yeah, John, we don't. We don't we have time. Stop. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's save it. 
We'll get to the next week. Yeah, yeah, John. Is, John, you prepared a really yeah. long answer. We don't, we don't have time, man. We don't have time. We should do a standalone. Hey, I wrote it. I wrote them all down. Um. <laughs> All right, so those were our croissant questions. If you have questions you want answered on air, or if you want to join the Slack chat that both John and Chuck gave glowing reviews to, I also endorse it. Uh, or if you want to join our wins pool, wins and losses pool, we're going to get those going probably next Wednesday or Thursday, um, right before the games start. Uh, we'll start assigning people into your wins pool, and we'll draft those through email or the Slack if you're active in Slack. So if you want to sign up for that, just go to patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Look at the post about the wins pool. Fill out the Google Doc, and we will get you in a league. So support the show patreon.com slash fast break breakfast old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex oh <laughs> heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived spring spring is here which means it's the perfect time to get away in the hyundai you've always wanted visit the hyundai getaway sales event where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning hyundai models like the tech-filled tucson and kona as well as the spacious palisade enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with america's best warranty and three years or thirty-six thousand miles of complimentary maintenance but hurry in these deals won't last add more joy to your journey at the hyundai getaway sales event now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. All right, steak and eggs, best thing. What's the best thing you saw this week? John, what's your steak and eggs? Well, I for one, I'm just pleased that these noble, these noble fighters and gladiators who've journeyed to this mysterious magical island, uh, this bubble seems to be working. Uh, the the cases, you know, that since they've gone in, our boys seem safe. They seem safe inside this uh, this this bizarre sports prison we've built for them. <laughs> it, uh, I, I really didn't think that was going to be the case. I was sure that there was going to be some way that it would all crumble and the season would never happen, but. No new cases. I feel like that's a big win and uh, gives gives us all a little hope. So not to be cynical or sure. to go down a Dwight Howard conspiracy hole, um, if you want to doubt what the NBA is telling you, people keep leaving. Right. And they don't tell us why. <laughs> so right. this might be like Portland protesters being shuttled away by Homeland Security. <laughs> When it's like, Adam, oh, Patrick Adam Beverly Silver's, has left uh, the bubble for an emergency matter. It's like, oh, are they shuttling the players out of this futuristic basketball prison when their temperature rises a little bit? I mean, I don't know. Joey, that's, just, uh, that's just turkey bacon Joey, conspiracy. But If Joey Crawford shows up in a white van dressed like Heinrich Himmler, uh, <laughs> we, might, uh, we, we might be in trouble here. I mean, if he shows up outside your hotel door, you might have the COVID virus. It does seem promising, yes, that everyone that was in the bubble after the couple weeks passed, no one tested positive for the virus. There's some confusion over what the bubble is because, like, Michael Beasley went to Disney World. Yeah. Like, so he was reported he went to the bubble, but technically he never cleared quarantine because you had to go in your room and have your 
temperature and everything in the tests. And that's when they discovered he tested positive. And so he never technically entered the bubble. There's been a lot of confusion over that. But if you take the press releases at face value, yes, John, uh, it's good news. And I, I guess I guess I do believe them, but I'm still concerned at the number of urgent family matters that there's like eight people who keep leaving, which seems like yeah. a high prevalence of problems outside the bubble. But I don't know. Maybe I'm... I don't. I'm like not. How actuary. much do you think? How much do you think it, it's like these guys are like claustrophobic and feel trapped? They're crazy. They, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like don't, maybe maybe they're just like I can't do this. Like, what do you mean I can't leave? Well, it's kind of weird. Know? Some teams like the the Clippers are super shorthanded. They don't have Montrezl Harrell. Um, they don't right. have uh, Pat Beverly. I want to say maybe Landry Shamit isn't there or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to keep track even of the players who aren't around because so many people keep kind of taking off. Anyway, uh, Chuck, what's your best thing? My best thing is the uh, the Atlanta Hawks released their new jerseys uh, today, and they went back to the classic colors, the classic designs. And I wanted to uh, have a funeral for the Atlanta Hawks I think Chuck's trying to say the neon lime green. Oh, yeah. Volt. The Volt yellow? <laughs> yeah. Never. We green. Absolutely stupid. Um, I, I'm so glad because the, the Hawks' original jerseys were so, like, clean, classic, and, like, uh, wonderful. And they just they didn't have to do all that extra. So bringing back those old colors, that's my best thing because I love watching Trent Probably will suck for a few more years, but at least their jerseys are going to look good. I have a uh, one. I bought one of those like gray with the volt yellow letter numbers. Why? I think it's beautiful. Although it turns out it was a Dwight <laughs> Howard shirt, and now I'm really mad about owning it. Um, now he's become out. I mean, it was one thing to not believe in contraception, but not believe in masks or vaccines. I don't know. I think I'm. I can't be amused by him anymore. Uh, my best thing is, I guess, similarly to Chuck's with the, he's like in the aesthetics of the new Hawks jerseys, which I, I, I do as well. I like the aesthetics actually of the gym they're going to be playing in there. Mm. Obviously it's going to be weird with no fans, but they showed like the court and they showed some of the monitors and like the signs that are up. I think it looks pretty cool. It's simple. There's a lot of like dark colors. So it looks good on the, on the outside. And, uh, I think it's going to work pretty well and be a good presentation. And also with that presentation, if, you're gonna if have they Ian can Eagle? make Jungle Book on Ice look good, they should be able to make a basketball <laughs> game look good. Well, if the, if the Disney Imagineers were involved with the uh, stage setup, we might be in for some wonderful treats. They are <laughs> they are visual artists. <laughs> I'm now excited about this. I I I hope they did. I didn't mean that didn't even occur to me. I just thought the NBA made a basic setup look pretty good. I mean, you guys oh, they- haven't lived till you've seen a uh, like like a water fireworks show at a Disney World theme park. I mean, if they're not involved, then what what what, what are we doing? What's the here? point? <laughs> Why are we even going to all this effort? But also, no, the announcers, like the the, the announcing teams, are going to be fine. Uh, Ian Eagle and uh, Stan Van Stan Gundy should be great. Stan yeah. Van has been a power force on Twitter, just Stan coming out speaking truth on to Twitter power. Is, it uh, might be a problem, guys. What what way? Uh, I, I think it, I think you can get put in Twitter jail for tweeting that much. No, he's 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 just coming out strong. He's he might be running for president. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone says Popovich Kerr, man. No way, get Kerr out of there. Let's get Popovich Stan Van. 
Stan Van. Stan Van the man. What was he, was he shooting shots at the the Devoses? Yeah, man. Coming out against the Devoses? That's good stuff. Yeah, saying they can't, you know, they they can't afford with their billions of dollars yeah. to uh to lay off people. Because <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, that was pretty much my joke last week. I don't know if you remember that. He's well, he's listening to our show. Oh yeah, he probably remembers. Stan Van is a cowtow, man. Yep. He's had very public breakups with some major <laughs> some major players. <laughs> Stan Van does not kowtow. No. All right, so those were our best things. Uh, the opposite of our best thing is our cream of wheat. Worst thing. What's the worst thing? Chuck, what's your worst thing of the week? Uh, you know, when self-improvement is poo-pooed upon and is turned into something that you can narc on, um, I think there's a real problem in the NBA. And this is this was the ugliness of the uh, of the snitching culture that has been established in the bubble. This this ratting ratting on your on your friends uh and telling the police that somebody's bouncing a basketball because you hate on somebody's desire to be one of the best of all time and that's what happened to jimmy butler he was practicing in this room and somebody called the snitch hotline (laughs) because they're afraid of his fire and that's what's wrong that's what's wrong with the modern nba started with d'angelo russell snitching on all the boys in, in los angeles and now it's just spread to the entirety of the league, and it's a sad, sad day. Uh, good, good old-fashioned, good fella values are, have been tossed down the toilet. Fitty, get you ten. It was Carl Anthony Towns that did him in. <laughs> I like how yep. I, I like how Jimmy Butler has taken his performative workout routines to the bubble. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I can't, I can't post this on. No one cares if I'm working out three thirty on Instagram anymore. I'm gonna I, do it in my room too. I know that the players didn't get roommates as much as I wish they did, but can you imagine the horrors of drawing Jimmy Butler as your roommate if this was dorm <laughs> style? Yeah. yeah. He's got to wake up every 45 minutes to do push-ups. Get up. Let's do some wind sprints. He's probably, sc- he's probably screaming to make sure like everybody's hospital tucked their, their bed corners. Like, <laughs> that's, not, that's not all right. Uh, John, what's your worst thing? Keith. We talked about our Patreon uh, hot cup of COVID classic coming up. Yeah, your team, you got your your you you drafted with your fourth round pick. You took the oh, Indiana no. Pacers. Not feeling good. And it's good. looking bleak, man. Demontis Sabonis with the plantar fascia tear. He's done for. I know Depot's coming back, but that's kind of the straw that serves the drink. It's going to be hard for the Pacers to make much noise now. I mean, I don't even think Depot's actually coming back. Did yeah, they announce he just wants, that, his, he just wants his money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that could be my worst thing. It's still, I'm still confused about this. If you're in the, if you're in the delete eight, you get paid, right? If yeah. you're injured, you get paid. Like if you find somebody to have surgery on, you get paid. Uh, if you show up and play, like you get paid. But if you're Ola Depot, and you say like your rehab isn't going well, but you so you think you're gonna sit out? Like, oh, did you say sit out? You don't get paid. Like, no, 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 I'm, 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 all right, I'm gonna go. And Three it's, million dollar fine for sitting out. It feels really weird. I mean, I know the I know the Pacers saying like, well, we want to pay them, but I feel like the NBA, the NBA made it weird. That, that's all they did. Like, Davis Bertans is one of the only guys who straight up was like, I don't feel comfortable going, and he screwed up. His agent yeah. screwed up. They right. should have said, "Yeah, no, I I need a shoulder. To, what's a debridement? I got to clean my out some labrum. Stuff. Yeah, but yeah, I got to clean <laughs> Boy, out some my stuff. My labrum. Uh, I'm just gonna do. Yeah, it's so like 
the number of guys who found medical reasons or had other reasons, it seems strange that maybe they just should have paid everybody. Cause like Bradley Beal, come on now. Right. <laughs> he had a medical excuse, but like, I know the wizards wish he did not take that medical excuse. I mean, even if, if he's not going to pay, they save like $4 million. Right. So it's, it's gotten very strange. Like who's the new who Bradley Beal who plays every game now? We can't even use the old injury prone Bradley Beal right. excuse. I mean, I mean, why why didn't Oladipo just? And I imagine this is probably your worst of the week, Keith. But why didn't you just pull a Justice Winslow and uh, uh, fake a hip injury? <laughs> he could have, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can say sure Justice Winslow my worst of the week. I mean, I went over it on my grits and grind show. It's just like. There'd been so much hope. I mean, John, as a Grizzlies fan, doesn't this feel like the same trick the Grizzlies keep doing? Like, we uh, get hyped up. Like, oh, we, we acquired somebody who's going to be like, wow, we didn't, we didn't think we had a chance to get a piece like that to add to the players we like already. Another another summer it's, in Shanku. It's like, yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty bummed. Uh, hey, just, don't worry, guys. Um, I, I'm really sad that Andre Igudal is on my team. So if that makes you feel any better, that's you true. guys didn't lose. You guys didn't lose anything. No, we didn't lose anything. You still have Jay Crowder. You have to deal Enjoy with. Enjoy that Jay Crowder uh, crucial. Minutes. I like Solomon <laughs> Hill as a person, but I also have, I have an affinity for guys who can't shoot. Um, no, speaking of, so you know, Brad Beal sitting out and D- Davis Breton's choosing not to play. The the Washington Wizards roster mm. we basically could i could have done an entire who we play for for chuck delicious i mean i'm gonna just read the names i want you listeners out there whatever you're doing be truthful with yourself if you know what this person's face looks like who i say on the on the <laughs> wizards team just give yourself a point and i want you to add up the points all right isaac bonga come on you don't know uh, you, you do nope. not know what it looks like all right, Isaac Bonga, Troy Brown Jr., Thomas Bryant, Jerry Grant, Ruri Hachimura. You might have gotten two there. Mm-hmm. Bazzy Napier, I know Now him. we're going to go Jan Mahinmi, Garrison Matthews, Shabazz Napier, Anches Pachesniks, Jerome oh, Robinson. I know, John, I know, John, you know this one. Admiral Schofield. Damn right. Our boy Ish Smith, Jared Utoff, who, if you don't know, looks like Captain <laughs> Summer America. Summer League MVP. He looks like Captain America before he took the serum. Uh <laughs> Mo Wagner and then Jonathan Williams. Like that's Who? a summer league roster. This this Washington Wizards team is so offensive that I think yet another Washington team needs to change their name. <laughs> yeah. It's like, so yeah. bad. I mean, the Nets have no players and they're in seventh. The Magic, you know, are eighth, and then the Wizards are are just hanging out there with no, this is this literally, I mean, Ish Smith is too good for this roster. <laughs> I mean, it's a summer league roster with a Jan Mahinmi like being the old guy who wanted to go for fun. Right. It's so bizarre. I mean, that could be my best thing. Anyway, <laughs> it's, I don't get it. I mean, I don't, again, go back to the Pacers. Like, I, I don't know if Sabonis is going to miss a lot of time, but when they said like he has a, a plantar fasciitis, like, that's my thing. It's going to miss oh, a week yeah. and he can't put weight on it. You can't put weight Fat on it. Fat nurse syndrome, baby. Yeah, you're not going to play soon. So uh, it's go go pedazzi time. Go, 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 go. Uh, do we all do our worst? Yeah. John, you got it? Oh, yes. Yeah. Bonus going down. That hurts my that hurts my white guy fetishist sensibilities right there. It really does. You're, you're, I needed that in my life. Your 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 hipster uh serum. How do I point out a brilliant <laughs> uh, like outlet pass or a or a drop step 
elbow jab. How, how do I how do I point this out? Yeah. If suddenly Miles Turner is just standing in the corner, I can't. The answer is I can't. Miles Turner isn't his thing. He doesn't hit corner threes or something. Only I think that is true. Only above the break or something weird. Maybe this could be Miles Turner's. You know, a little breakout because it was kind of weird if Depot was going to play because I don't know if you watched the Pacers this year. Like Sabonis and Holiday had a thing going on, and Sabonis and Depot do not have a thing going on. So it was going to be weird. So Whoa. now maybe I don't know. Maybe the chemistry. I think maybe with both, find of them, both of them not playing, maybe they'll be fine. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's move to the awards ceremony of the program, the International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award. It's given to the worst box score each week. This week, I'm going to recognize some of the worst seasons uh, this year. Some of the players who had maybe the worst season. We're going to vote on them. We have three nominees. Oh, yes. This is kind of arbitrary. I mean, I took some guys who shot some terrible percentages, but I have, I'm going to say the three worst shooting performances this season. One, Dennis Smith Jr. He played 34 games, played 537 minutes, 211 field goal attempts. He hit 34.1% of his shots, 29.6% from three, 50.9% free throws. That's a true shooting percentage under 40. That's basically impossible. Wow. Uh, 39.9 true shooting percentage, uh, five points, three assists, almost two turnovers. So Dennis Smith has won 34% from the field, 39.9% true shooting percentage. Next, Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole for the uh, Warriors, 57 games, over 1,200 minutes, over 500 field goal attempts. He made 33.3% of all those field goal attempts. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, he is, he's the first. Where, where did he end up in your rookie of the year ranks there, Keith? Uh, dead last as always is the, uh, in, in my rookie rankings. Uh, he was always dead last. He made 33.3% of his field goals. I mean, he took a lot of threes, but he was 27.8% from three, 8.8 points per game, 2.4 assists per game, 1.3 turnovers. Get this. Jordan Poole is the first player to attempt over 500 field goals and only make a third of them. <laughs> First guy to do that in 60 years. Oh. Got to go back to the 60s. If you want to lower that field goal attempts. More, you like, more like Deadpool. Yeah, more like Deadpool. <laughs> well, well played, Chuck. You're not, you're not asleep yet. Look at you. Uh, if you want to lower it to 400 attempts, that recognizes one Vince Carter, his first year on the Grizzlies, where he took 400 and something shots, made 33%. All right, and the final nominee for the worst season, Theo Pinson. Theo Pinson, who the Knicks waved Alonzo Trier to claim. <laughs> Theo Pinson played 33 games, 365 minutes, 155 field goal attempts. He made 29% of his shots, under 30% of his shots. So wow, 29% of his shots... 18.8% from three-point. He did at least hit 15 of 16 free throws. Theo Pinson is just the ninth player in the last 60 years to attempt at least 150 field goals and shoot under 30%. So our nominees, Theo Pinson, who in 33 games shot 29%. Jordan Poole, who played the whole year and was Little garbage lot. from start to finish, 33.3%. I mean, he, he was... He was a toddler thrown into a baby, thrown into a pool yeah. and said, hey, swim. No one's helping you. Uh, he, may, he may not recover from this. Right. And then Dennis Smith Jr., we can put the fork in him. Uh, he played 34 games for the Knicks and 39.9% true shooting. 
So uh, it's, I think it's Poole or Pinson. How, how are you guys feeling? I was going to vote Dennis Smith for the 50% free throw cherry on top it's a there. Small, because- it's a small number uh, of attempts, to be fair. Let's see. Yeah, but come on. I mean, it, it's that guy was supposed to be, you know, there were many people who thought he was supposed to have a career and to go to the Knicks and still do oh, nothing. Oh, when you compare the pedigree, no, yeah. it's awful. When you, when, you, when you compare, like I got him in a keeper league and was thrilled. Like, yeah. like, like, you know, his rookie year. I was like, this can be awesome. Uh, he yeah, was even I, good I, in summer league, his first summer league. Yeah. I was going to vote for Dennis Smith, but we'll see how if, I'll, I'll change. If it shakes out funny, I'm going to go, I, I I guess I'll just go Jordan Poole for being who, who I think is the worst player in the NBA. That's consistency there. Yeah. Um, I'm going with unknown Pinson. Unknown Pinson. I mean, 29%. <laughs> I, I, I will switch so bad. Uh, my vote to Jordan Poole for uh, to give it give us an entire That's uh, calendar year of dragging that poor kid. I love it. Uh, <laughs> congratulations, Jordan Poole. You're the winner of I think the first ever International yeah. Stack House of Pancakes Season Award. Um, so good job there. All right, guys. Par fadeaway uh, or Danish distraction. What are you looking forward to? What are you entertaining yourself with, Chuck? What are you up to? The last 15 minutes, I've been staring at the bed in my hotel room um, longingly. I want to go to sleep. I'm very tired. Forgive me for not being as uh, vivacious as I normally am. But uh, Chuck, there's a subtle perfection in everything you do. You now have an apology for next week's show. Perfect. Yay! <laughs> uh, Chuck, well, um, night-night. Don't let the bed bugs. <laughs> go to sleep, my friends. If you want bite. more Chuck Anderson, my par fade away. Listen to the final episode of NBA The Inside on Thursday. We did it. We made it all the way through this horrific uh, COVID-tainment. Uh, we're going to figure out a different streaming show, but we definitely don't want to be uh, competing with uh, Inside the NBA. So Chuck and I are going to run it back one more time. Shirts and skins. Let's do it. I will <laughs> take my shirt night. off. Hopefully Chuck won't be this tired. But, I will. Uh, I can't. I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait to do one more show before we figure out what, what else we're going to do with Twitch. But that's what I'm looking forward to this I week. I wonder if the people who are saying racist things to Chuck, it's because they've seen the Twitch stream where he takes his shirt off and he looks like one of those white supremacists from the Miami Vice movie uh, in in the hostage videos. He is he the is dead Ed ringer. Dunking, he's Ed Norton dunking in um, American history. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's no swastikas on uh, me. My, I mean, my part fadeaway is there's NBA scrimmages on Wednesday. I mean, there's, there's, scr- there's scrimmages on Wednesday. My Danish distraction, I've been going back through the Red Dead Redemption 2, but uh, I've been using YouTube to show me all like the little Easter eggs and spoilers and things I never found. Cheater. And oh, I don't gosh. even know how I ever played a different way. Game genie ass. Game genie. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's like, why? I would never have found this. It's like there's a secret cave where, like, if you tell the statues to, like, oh, you press all these buttons, you get all this gold. What? Keith, are you ready to uh, have your your home life wrecked? No, I'm not playing that samurai game. I can't do it. Yes, you are. (laughs) No, the NBA comes back tomorrow. I can't play the samurai game. No, it's out, baby. It's out. No, no, I I only, I only buy, I only buy one video game every three years, and I have. I have Ghosts of Tsushima as a as a present for myself. When I finish some work stuff, I'm going to crack that game because Red Dead Redemption with a samurai sword. Sign me up. Oh man! If the even if the story was better, that's what I do my replay. I've like accomplished every task, but I don't want to do the story because I don't want to meet like I'm like Micah. That guy's the worst. I don't I don't want even this. Anyway, that's for you Red Dead Redemption players. <laughs> uh, if you want to support the show, Patreon.com/slash/FastBreak. 
breakfast. I put a new Grizzlies uh, shirt up in our T Public store. You can go to the Twitter Fast Break Break. Uh, check that out. A John Morant shirt. You can follow John on Twitter. Master John Burr. Chuck is the mighty Chuck. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being G&G. Fair break, break, man. You understand? Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.